This is episode 38. Are the Lakers in trouble? Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying In Sports. Where we fly around nationwide talking about what's going on in the sports world. We're your hosts, Joey Polizzi. And Costas Cucunaras. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Flying In Sports underscore podcast. Welcome to our 38th episode. And in this episode, we discuss all recent NBA news. Who were the notable all-star snubs? Are the Lakers in trouble? And what teams need to make a move at the trade deadline? All this and a whole lot more on this week's episode. All right, Costas, you ready? Let's do it. So before we dive and dig into the Lakers and their recent troubles, we're going to start with the announcement on Tuesday night of the All-Star Reserves. And we'll start here with the Eastern Conference. So the reserves for the Eastern Conference are James Harden from the Nets. Jalen Brown from the Celtics, Ben Simmons from the Sixers, Zach Levine from the Bulls, Jason Tatum from the Celtics, Julius Randle from the Knicks, and Nikola Vucevic for the Orlando Magic. So looking at this list and the all-star reserves, you know, which one of these players do you believe shouldn't have been on this list? I mean, it's tough to say. I saw a tweet today from Jalen Rose, actually, that was – he said, all right, well, if you're going to name players that got snubbed, then name the players they should replace. And a lot of people, you know, I was I was doing – I was looking on Twitter, and they were saying, yeah, he's right, man. Like, all the players this year that got selected in the reserves obviously deserve it. Obviously, it's a limited – there's limited spots. But it's, it's tough, man. I, I mean, maybe like a Ben Simmons this year. I mean, if we're going towards all the players that, you know, made it, I mean, there's obviously, like – players that didn't make it that are you know pretty level with the players that uh in terms of the playing ability they've been doing this year compared to the other players in the reserves but I mean I don't know it's it's tough to say in the east I would I would agree with you that Ben Simmons you know well I don't know he is averaging 15 points eight rebounds seven assists so you know pretty solid stats but is that all-star worthy and I think what it came down to to the coaches is that Philadelphia 76ers are the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and point guard play matters because your point guard controls the game, controls the pace of the game, and everything. And I think Ben Simmons does a great job at that. Also, Chris Paul does a great job at that, which we'll get to later. So I think coaches looked at that and were like, I think Ben Simmons deserves to be in the All-Star game. But I don't know, 15-8-7, is that worthy enough of an All-Star reserve spot, do you think? Uh, I don't know. Then you look at players like Trey Young. He's a point guard, but then again, his team's not doing so well. Exactly. Exactly. Trey Young averaging almost 27 points and nine and a half assists per game. He's 11th in the East, though, on his team. So I think that's the big comparison is team record plays a factor in this. Agreed. But now you look at a team and a guy like Damanis Sabonis. Having a pretty good season, won't you say? Yeah, for sure. 21.5 points, 11.6 rebounds, and the Pacers are fourth in the Eastern Conference. However, he didn't get the nod in the All-Star game, and a guy like Nikola Vucevic took his spot. Magic are the 12th worst team in the Eastern Conference. Nikola Vucevic playing solid, averaging 24.1 points and 11.7 rebounds per game, but his team is really bad. What do you think? Should Vucevic have made the game? Well, I think on this one, I think they probably went with more experience. But, you know, DeMontis Sabonis has been one of the most consistent players in the league the past couple of years. 
And obviously, you know, he's been doing a lot for his team. And like you said, the Pacers are in fourth. Um, but Nikola Vucevic uh, obviously probably has more experience. And I think that's where the coaches kind of, you know, went there on that decision. Yeah, Vucevic, great player. We know this. He's doing everything he can for the Magic. They're just suffering some injuries with Cole Anthony out and Aaron Gordon out. So maybe they took that into account. But still, if they're going to go off record, I think Nikola Vucevic should be out. And I do know how to plug a guy like Sabonis in or even – Tobias Harris, man, who's having a sneaky good season, wouldn't you say? I do think so, too. And, you know, that's the thing about Tobias, too, man. He's consistent. Every team that he goes to, he does well, or he'll bring very good energy to the team, and he'll definitely put them on a winning streak. But the problem is he gets overlooked because that Sixers team does have Joel Embiid and does have Ben Simmons. So he might get overlooked, but he's averaging almost 21 points on 51% shooting from the field, and, you know, they're first in the East, the Sixers. So – I don't know the the coaching, you know the coaching. Uh, I guess candidates you would say had to choose the rest of the reserves, and they they chose a little bit of both, a little bit of record for their teams with a little bit of star power, even though their team is not that good. But you know, guys like Trey Young, Sabonis, and Tobias Harris, I think are are just missing out. Is there any other players that you know you think were snubbed in this All Star game for the East? Uh, in the East, uh, no, not in the East. Uh, definitely a lot in the West, though. Yeah, and you know, there's other guys like Jimmy Butler, but he's been out most of the season. Bam Adebayo's had a pretty good year, but I don't think as good as uh, Julius Randle or Nikola Vucevic. And then you got guys like Fred Van Vliet who's having a good season. So these guys are all, you know, pretty solid. But I think the coaching committee did a solid job on their picks, and I would say that you know they made the most of their selections. But now let's move over to the Western Conference. And the Western Conference also reserves are as follows. Guard, Chris Paul, Phoenix Suns. Guard, Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers. Guard, Donovan Mitchell, Utah Jazz. Forward, Paul George, Los Angeles Clippers. Forward, Anthony Davis, Los Angeles Lakers. Forward slash center, Rudy Gobert, Utah Jazz. And rounding out this list, forward slash center, Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans. Now you look at this list. Which player do you think should not be in this all-star game? In terms of reserves, um, I don't know. I mean, I love Chris Paul. I'm a Suns fan. But, I mean, for him to make it over Devin Booker, uh, who obviously has been snubbed the last three years in the all-star game, um, I mean, maybe he'll get in because of Anthony Davis, but still – I, I mean, obviously, Chris Paul, you know, he's a big leader in the NBA. Uh, he's the the, net, the NBA PA president. Um, I mean, he's just an assist god as well. And, you know, he's really, you know, brought the Suns organization on the rise as well as Devin Booker. But I, I'm really confused by Chris Paul. That's, that's one that I still can't wrap my head around. Chris Paul is having a good season. You know, of course he's going to have a good season. He's a great player. He's averaging 16.6 points, 8.5 assists a game. You know, that's great. But is that worthy enough of being an all-star reserve? I'm not sure. Why didn't you give it to a guy like Devin Booker, who who's scoring the basketball well, he's shooting over 50% from the field, and he's doing it all for the Phoenix Suns. But I think this goes back to the Ben Simmons debate earlier we mentioned about why he got in. Chris Paul, he's a leader in the NBA. He came to a Suns team that needed his help, and look where they are. They're fourth in the Western Conference. That tough conference. They're fourth. And I think Chris Paul, he controls the game. He, he's a team player, and coaches, they like to see this. And I think that is why he got in over a guy like Devin Booker. Would you agree? 
I do agree, and that's definitely why I think so. Yeah, I do think Mr. Devin Booker gets in as well. He'll replace Anthony Davis, who is struggling with some injuries, so he'll be out. But any other guys? Damian Lillard, I think, for sure. Donovan Mitchell, for sure. Paul George, for sure. Do you have, you know, with Rudy Gobert, Zion making it? Or no? Are you pretty... Yeah, you know? I was about to... I was just about to say Zion, uh, obviously maybe because of hype again, but I mean, I just don't, I don't know, man. I mean, he's having a good year. I'll give him that, but I don't know, man. And then I look at guys like Ja, and I think what happened to Ja was that it's because of the injury, oh, the he, ankle injury he got earlier. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Ja was playing at a all-time high this season, but you know the ankle injury he missed for a couple of weeks. I think is the reason why we don't see him on this list today. Agreed, yeah. But Zion, man, he's having a good season. You, you can't doubt that. 25.1 points, almost seven rebounds per game, shooting almost 62% from the field. I just think Zion, what he's doing this year, he took a big step up from his rookie year. He was good his rookie year, but he's now taking another step up. Uh, the only other player that I can see maybe sliding into the All-Star Reserves was Brandon Ingram. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. There's, the thing that's crazy about this year especially is the talent level in the NBA. There's so many players that got snubbed, right? And, you know, it's crazy to say because now I'm just – I'm going based off what Jalen Rose said in that tweet. It's crazy because, like, who are you really going to replace, man? It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think it came down to, you know, the coaching. and They didn't want to select two Pelicans players. That, that team wasn't doing that well this year, so it would be – you know, weird to select two Pelican All-Stars, even though the team as a whole isn't doing good. So I think it ultimately came down to Zion or Brandon Ingram. And I think in that case, they did make the better selection going with Zion over Brandon Ingram. Is that what you would say too? I would say so too. I think it was pretty neck and neck, but you know, Zion's obviously that player who also has the hype. So yeah. Yeah. But I think as a whole, I would think, I would say that the coaching uh, picking out the All-Star Reserve did a pretty good job. What did you say? Oh, for sure. Everyone that's in the reserves, I mean, at the end of the day, deserves to be in this All-Star game. Yeah, and maybe not be in it, but at least have a shot and at least we're in consideration to be an All-Star. So the coaching, you know, committee, all 32 teams, they did a very good job at, you know, picking players. But, you know, we'll go over now to the Lakers. And I'm going to ask you one question. Do you think the Los Angeles Lakers are in trouble? They have lost three straight games to the Wizards, the Heat, and the Nets. Are they in trouble? Um, I was going about this the whole day. Um, I don't see. I'm not going to say they're in trouble, but definitely in the direction that they're going, they will be in, for sure in trouble pretty soon. Obviously, not having AD is a big blow to them, and I think maybe LeBron's kind of fell off uh, ever since they started losing. Um, I don't think he's he's really been playing that elite. To be honest, I mean, obviously he is having a good year, and he was ha- – I mean, he possibly will be the MVP this year. But I think LeBron's just got to regroup with his team. Um, I don't think they're in trouble, though. Not yet. Yeah, hey, I'm not going to say they're in trouble just because they're missing LeBron's right-hand man, Anthony Davis. When he's on the court with LeBron, they're 17-6, and six and they're playing great basketball. Without him, they're just 6-4. and four. So, LeBron – He's played the most minutes in February. He averages 38.2 minutes per game. And a guy, LeBron, who's getting up there in age, you don't want to see this for the Lakers. You do not. But I don't think they're in trouble just yet. They're still third in the Western Conference behind the Clippers and the Jazz. But they are one and four in the last five games. So we'll see if they can recover and get back into a groove. 
their next three games, Utah Jazz, Portland Trailblazers, and the Golden State Warriors. Where do you see the Lakers going from here? Do you see them beating the Utah Jazz? Uh, they'll definitely go 2-2 two and two for sure. Um, Utah is tough. They're the best team in the league right now, so probably not. Um, for sure, Golden State, I think. Even though Golden State's been surprising a lot of people recently. Um, Steph Curry's playing out of his mind. Uh, I think they'll go 2-2 two and two for sure This this uh, these next four games. I think that's fair fair to say. They do got tough opponents. You know, Jazz, Blazers, and Warriors. Tough teams, but I think LeBron, people are starting to doubt him, and I think he comes out blazing against the Utah team. They come up just short, but I think they finish out and they win three straight games after that. And then hopefully, you know, go into the all-star break strong. Now let's move over to the Wizards, who the Wizards did beat Lakers the other night. They're 11, they they're 11 and 18, but they did lose to the Clippers on Tuesday night. But before that, they won five straight games against the Lakers, Nuggets, Trailblazers, Celtics, and the Rockets. So they beat some pretty good teams. So as of now, they're two and a half games back from the eight-seeded Bulls. Where do you see this Wizards team going here? And do you think they have a chance and making the postseason. Oh, 100%. Making the eighth seed. I think they're coming together as a team now. Bradley Beal's leadership is definitely, you know, motivating the whole, all the guys on that team. And having a, I mean, a player, don't forget, they have a player named Russell Westbrook, who obviously has taken um, a toll down, but um, he's still Russell Westbrook. We're talking about a triple-double machine. And, you know, he's doing his job on the Wizards. Um, you know, at times he does look a little sloppy, but... I mean, he's still putting up points. He's still passing the ball pretty well. And Bradley Beal is doing his thing. And the whole Wizards uh, bench is doing a pretty good job as well. It's starting to seem like this Wizards team with Westbrook and Beal, they're starting to get that chemistry going. It took a little bit. Westbrook dealing with an injury, so he wasn't 100%. But now that he's fully in that lineup with Beal, seems like they're starting to get going a little bit. Beal, he's averaging almost 33 points along with 4.7 assists. And then Westbrook, as you mentioned, a triple-double machine. 19.9 19.9 points, 9.7 rebounds, and 9.7 assists. You know, it seems like this Wizards team, they're getting going now. And I'm not going to say they're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals like Westbrook promised, but they do have some promise in the future in the next couple of seasons if they can just pick up some key pieces, get a good player in the draft. And if Russell Westbrook can pick up his turnovers, this Wizards team in two or three years, they can be a true contender in the Eastern Conference. What do you think? I think so, yeah, but definitely not this year. I don't think they even go far into the playoffs this year. Yeah, I don't think so either. And we'll get on now about the trade deadline coming up. There's some teams who are struggling right now, and they need some key pieces to make them true contenders come playoff time. Who is one team that you're looking at that needs to make a move at the trade deadline? I'm looking on at March the Raptors, 25th? and I'm looking to see if they can, you know, package Kyle Lowry possibly in, in a trade before the deadline happens. Um I mean, Kyle's got to go, I think, and the Raptors are definitely hitting a little bit of a slump, but they're, you know, they're still doing pretty well this year. Fred Van Fleet's been playing amazing. Chris Boucher's been playing pretty good, but I think they just need one more piece in order to make a big playoff run. And that's kind of what I have here. I said the Raptors also need to make a move. They're 500 right now. They're 16 and 16. They're sixth in the Eastern Conference, so they need something else. I think they will keep Kyle Lowry, and I think, you know, they'll try to get someone else. I think what they need is a center. There's three big guys that are on the market now. Blake Griffin, DeMarcus Cousins, who was recently released by the Houston Rockets, and Andre Drummond. If the Raptors can grab one of those guys, I think they'll be in luck come playoff time. You know, 
on Tuesday night when they played the 76ers, Pascal Siakam started at the five. He is not a center. He is a power forward. You know, Aaron Baines, he's, he's, not, he's not good. He's only averaging five and a half points, 5.4 rebounds. So they need something else. And I think their key piece that they're missing is a center. So out of Andre Drummond, DeMarcus Cousins, Blake Griffin, who do you think they should grab? I think grab? Andre Drummond's the most, uh, the one that makes the most sense. Um, I mean, give him a good one-year deal with a lot of money, and I'm sure he'll take it. And, you know, he's Andre Drummond, man. You know, he's the guy we know that played amazing years in Detroit. Um, didn't do so well with the Cavs, but, I mean, I think he'd be – I think he'd fit really nice with them. He he, uh, he he has expressed that he's frustrated with the Cavs, and the Cavs said that they will either trade him or they'll, they'll, they'll just release him. So, hopefully, you know, Andre Drummond finds his way to a playoff team, and I think a team that's a great fit for him. Not the Toronto Raptors, but the Boston Celtics, who are struggling in the big man department. They're 15 and 16, and – Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice, they're not getting it done on the rebound. So if they can go out and get a guy like DeMarcus Cousins or Andre Drummond, I think this Celtics team will be even more scary than they I are agree. today. I think, uh, think the most logical choice, and obviously everyone's been saying, you know, rumors and all that, is, is Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins, is that would be a great fit. I think they do, if they want to make a big boss buster trade at the deadline, get rid of Kemba Walker. He just doesn't seem like he fits in that organization anymore. He's only averaging 17 points, 4.1 assists. He's kind of the third option. I think just completely get rid of him and try to get yeah, some I value. Yeah, you, you know, that seems to be an ongoing thing in Boston. Uh, point guards seem to just be rentals there. I agree, and I don't know. I thought Kemba Walker was going to be great on Boston, but turning out to be, he seems like their downfall there. Another team I believe needs a center, and I think you can agree with me on this one, is the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, been seeing a lot of reports about Chris Porzingis possibly being on the move and possibly being shot by the, the Mavericks. You know, he's great. We know that. He's averaging 20.5 points, 8.2 rebounds. He is great. His injuries is what limits him. He sits out too many games. On Tuesday night, you know, they did beat the Celtics, but he set out. And if you look at their centers that game, Dwight Powell, not good. Willie Cauley-Stein, who is not good and Boban. Those are three centers who are not good. They're below average centers, so if the Mavs can go out, pair Luka, I think they'll keep Porzingis and get a solid center like Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, or Bowie Cousins. Those are the three. If they can get one of those guys, this Mavs team, I think, is going to be scary. I'd like to see Blake Griffin on the Mavericks for sure. I'd like to see some uh, uh, Luka Doncic passes or lobs to uh, Blake to the rim. That would be awesome. Blake still has it in him. I know he's older. You know, some might say he's washed. Blake still has it in him. And you can see Luca already imagining throwing the lobs to Blake Griffin. So that would be great. Another team that I have on this list that needs another scorer, I just think is the Denver Nuggets. You know, they're, they're playing good basketball, but I think they need someone else. If they want to beat the Lakers, if they want to beat the Clippers or the Jazz come playoff time, they're going to have to add someone else. You know, they got Jamal Murray. They got Nikola Jokic, but what else do they have? Will Barton, he's not getting it done. Michael Porter Jr., he's playing average, 14.6 rebounds, but they need to add someone else. Do you think this is – they need to add someone else for them to be true contenders oh, in the Well, playoffs? I mean, obviously we saw the um, – we saw them last year and what they could do. I don't, I don't think necessarily they're in a need for somebody new, 
but I think they definitely, you know, got to get things going like they had last year. And, I mean, you know, maybe you could package someone. I think maybe Gary Harris trade. You never know. Something that might revive uh, the organization to do another huge run in the playoffs. What a downfall Gary Harris has been for that for that team this year. You know, he was supposed to be a great prospect out of college. The Bulls drafted him, then traded him over to the Nuggets. And seems like the first couple of seasons he was doing good. But this year, he's taken a big step backwards. But I think teams still think he has it in him. And you're right. If they can package one or two players and a pick maybe to get one of these elite stars, like you mentioned, Kyle Lowry or a guy like, you know, um, I don't know anyone else, but if you can package a guy like even Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker or Kyle Aubrey, I know those are point guards, but move Jamal over to the shooting guard and just have another score on that roster that can make teams hard to guard you. 100%. I think they have a bright future as well. So I think they'll be in the playoff run for a, a, a long a long time. Especially with Nikola Jokic playing the way he is, man. MVP candidate this year, for of sure. course. So this will end our 38th episode. Hope you guys enjoyed don't forget to follow us on Instagram at flyinginsports underscore podcast, especially for details on our next episodes. Check back next week where we continue to talk about the sports world. We're flying in sports and we'll catch you on the next flight.